0: come on let's lift up the name of jesus christ there is none other in heaven or on earth welcome to another episode of hope in christ with denise here on kingdom influencers broadcast where we place our hope in the only hope there is christ our lord Welcome, 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 welcome back to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influences broadcast. I'm your host, Pastor Denise, and I'm here again with um, our devotional for this week. Um, We will be discussing for the next few weeks, we'll be discussing righteousness, what the Bible says about righteousness, what righteousness is, what righteousness looks like. Um, how we should walk when we walk according to God's word in righteousness, and all the other things. There are so many, so many scriptures about righteousness. But before we begin, let's Open with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, O God, for this time. We thank you for your grace and your mercy, O God. I pray in the name of Jesus that you will open eyes, you will open ears, you will open hearts, remove the stony places. Father, that we may receive your word, receive your word of truth, so that we may grow, we may know, and we may walk in light. And come out of darkness. Father, I thank you for your word, and I thank you for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, thank you all for tuning in to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Enforcers broadcast. So, we are going to be exploring righteousness. What does the Bible say about righteousness? Well, before we begin talking about the scriptures about the scriptures on righteousness. We're going to begin with the actual definition of righteousness. I have been digging in these scriptures and really, really, really breaking down these words according to God's word and what God has said about righteousness, about how we should live our lives as believers. Um, and the reason why I begin. Studying this topic. One, God laid it on my heart. And as um, I'm hoping Christ, I've been sharing on our um, blog and in different places about what the Bible says about righteousness. And so I just thought it was imperative in the time that we're finding ourselves in and the things that we've been seeing happening around us as believers it is imperative that we get ready for the coming of Christ and so we have to know and understand and follow the biblical standard of righteousness because i feel so strongly that our time is coming to a close meaning that Christ's return is evident because um i'm past 40. And since I was a kid, we've heard, we've heard, we heard, you know, that Christ is coming back. And that was long before I became a Christian when I was younger. But we can see things happening so rapidly. We can see the Bible coming alive so clearly in front of us. And so um, even just recently, the last few, I want to say the last week or so, I have been waking up 1 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning, just not, not really knowing um, but feeling like something is happening in the spirit realm. And so I pray for anybody that's listening that you understand, you know, there's so much questions about the what the Bible says and is the Bible true? Is, you know, is there a God? Is, you know, um, am I my own God or I'm the reason for my own existence or are there many gods and all these different questions that we've never heard. I'm going to be honest. i have never heard as um, growing up or as a kid or even um, into my adulthood when I got in my 20s. But lately it's been very, very, very um, strong. And so we have to decide uh, whether we believe the word or not. So that's the first thing. The first thing is, do we believe the word? And if we don't believe it, take a look at the news, take a look at your community, take a look at what's going on around you and match it up with the word. Match it up with the prophecies that are spoken in the word. And um, and we will notice that it is very, very, very much real. Very much real. The word of God is the only standard we are to go by and so there are so many books being written I'm an author myself and there are so many books out there there's so many being written about you need to read this with the bible no other book not mine not anybody else's should be um side by side with the bible no other book Unless it's a, where you're doing a journal or something like that. But if someone tells you you have to have their book alongside the Bible, that book is not, should not be read. That book should not be read. I'm going to say that one more time. That book should not be read. Why? Because God has the final authority. His word is the final authority. Amen? So, according to the Bible, According to scripture, the word righteousness in the original Hebrew, the intent of the word righteousness used in the um, uh, original Hebrew is the condition acceptable to God. The condition acceptable to God. Integrity, virtue, high moral standard, goodness, purity of life, rightness, correctness of thinking, feeling, and acting. Let me read that definition one more time. Condition acceptable to God. Integrity, virtue, high moral standard, goodness, purity of life, rightness, correctness of thinking, feeling, and acting. That is the definition, the biblical definition from the Strong's Concordance Of righteousness. A little bit more about um, the word, uh, another word that is in that definition, the word purity. Purity is purified by fire, pruning like a vine cleansed by pruning, and so fitted to bear fruit, clean, ethically, free from corrupt desire, from sin and guilt free from every admixture of what is false, sincere, genuine, unstained, blameless, and chaste. I'm going to read Purity again. Purified by fire, pruning like a vine cleansed by pruning and so fitted to bear fruit, clean, ethically free from corrupt desire, from sin, guilt, free from every admixture of what is false, sincere, genuine, unstained, blameless, and chaste. Both definitions have to do with transformation. Both definitions have to do with being transformed. That my life, when I step into Christianity, when I accept Christ, When I have allowed Christ to be the Lord of my life and I relinquish Lordship, when I surrender my life to Christ, I am transformed. Neither one of the definitions of righteousness or purity have to do with remaining the same. Neither one. If you notice that purity says purified by fire, pruning like a vine cleansed by by pruning and so fitted to bear fruit. So getting rid of the junk so that you can grow and walk in purpose. It also says, free from every admixture of what is false, sincere, genuine, unstained, blameless and chaste. Unstained from what? Unstained from sin. Unstained from what God calls sin. Not what we say sin is or we, how we categorize sin. The Lord has asked and not asked. The Lord has commanded that we walk In righteousness and purity. And in Christ Jesus, in the lordship of Christ, that we take on and we walk in the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And how Christ transforms our lives, we are made in the manner of the definition. We're made righteous. We are made acceptable to God. we begin to walk in integrity. We begin to have a high moral standard because we're transformed in Christ Jesus. We are made um, to our thinking is corrected and our feeling and our acting is corrected. Why? Because we follow the the Lord our God in Christ Jesus. Amen? We are no longer um, corrupt. We are no longer... Um, walking guilty, we're no longer walking in sin, we're no longer um, needing to be purified because we're purified in Christ Jesus. Amen? And so we want to keep those two definitions in mind when we hear the world that we find ourselves living in say that we can live any kind of way. The word, you just heard me read both definitions, of purity and righteousness. And the word declares that we are to walk rightly before God, before the Holy One of Israel. In Christ Jesus, our Lord, we are made righteous. But how do we remain that way? So we're going to read a few of the definitions, I a mean, few of the scriptures, and then um, When we have our show again, we'll read some more and discuss these critical scriptures of God's command of righteousness. Amen? So, the first scripture that is very critical for us to understand is Deuteronomy 6 and 18. And Deuteronomy 6 and 18 says, do what is right and good in the sight of the Lord. So the first thing we need to understand, that righteousness is not according to what I think is right. The righteousness is according to what God says is right. The word in Deuteronomy in, six, in verse 18 says, do what is right and good in the sight of the Lord. We know that oftentimes as human beings, in our sight, we're doing good. We think we're doing good. We think we're doing what's right. But according to God are we? So that's why Deuteronomy six and eighteen is explicit when it says, Do what is right and good in God's sight. According from from God's perspective, according to God's way of looking at it, are we doing what is right and good? So that's one of the ways we know whether we're And if we are not walking in accordance to Deuteronomy 6 and 18, and we're walking that we say that I think I'm good because, see, we're in a time in this world where we do think we're good. My life, I'm doing good things. I'm not killing anybody. I'm not doing, I'm not, um breaking it into one's house, and so we begin to categorize what we think is good. But the word of God declares that sin is against him. So are we doing right in the sight of God? So if we are moving and operating and living habitually in sin, then are we doing what's right and good in the sight of God? Keep that in mind. And the next scripture, Deuteronomy 6 and 25 says, Be careful to observe all these commandments before the Lord our God as he commanded. Deuteronomy 6 and 25 says, Be careful to observe all these commandments. There are commandments in the book of Deuteronomy that God gave specifically to the people. That we are to keep his way. The commandments are the ways of God. What does he say about it? And it says, observe it. Observe it before the Lord, our God, as he commanded. A few more scriptures that we're going to take a look at. We have Deuteronomy 13 and 18, and it says, listening to the voice of the Lord your God to keep all his commandments. Again, Deuteronomy 13 and 18 says, listening to the voice of the Lord your God to keep all his commandments. So if I am not moving and operating in a relationship with Christ, renewed, redeemed, restored, and have allowed him to become Lord of my life, I've relinquished lordship of my own life and and given lordship to Christ, then I cannot hear the voice of God. I cannot hear God giving me specific instructions. There's a deception from the enemy that begins to distort The voice of God I may start believing that God is telling me to sin and that is totally against his will I may say well I heard the Lord say that I can live this way and God's word said be holy for I am holy and what I mean by that is not that you that you won't hear the voice of God because um, God can speak to you through other people, and he can also speak to you if it, I've, I've been in situations where God has spoken in dangerous situations, and I wasn't saved, but I knew that it was God's protection and trying to warn me of something. But I'm saying you, the the purity of God um, and the intimacy of the voice of having conversation with God is distorted by the sin and we're separated from God. And so the word tells us to listen to the voice of the Lord to keep all his commandments. It is very imperative in this time that we find ourselves living, that we listen to God's voice. There are there are many voices. There are demonic voices that are speaking There's Satan and the demons that are speaking, and we have to know God's voice. The Word tells us, my sheep know my voice, and a stranger they won't follow. When we are God's sheep, when we are in relationship, and we know who our master is, and we're walking in relationship with our master, then we won't follow a voice that we're not familiar with. It's kind of like being parents. My son is 15 years old now, and I still believe I can distinguish his voice from others. That is something God put inside of us as parents to be able to tell your child's voice from others in a crowd. That's what he put inside of us. Christ in, in Scripture is... Saying that in essence to us. That when we have turned over lordship, we are walking in relationship, and we are made new in Christ, and we are a part of God's family, then we can hear the father speaking and know for sure that that's him. God will always speak to us that will will balance out with his word. God will never speak contrary to what his word says. He will never speak contrary to what his word says. So when we begin to say that God is okay with something in our lives and we say we're Christians, if it is not balancing out with the word, God is not. God is not the one that's speaking. That is not the voice, that's not the voice of God that you're hearing. Because if God said to be righteous, to walk rightly before Him, to accept Christ, and, and, and in Christ we're made whole and we're made um, acceptable in the sight of the Lord, if the Word declares that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, if you hear a voice speaking to you that there's other ways to get to God, That's a false voice. That's not the voice of the Holy One of Israel. That is not the voice of Yahweh Elohim. That is not the voice of the eternal self-existing God. That is the voice of a demonic spirit that is telling you that there are many ways to get to the God of heaven. The God of earth. There's only one way. And that's in Christ Jesus. Amen. One more scripture I want to talk about is Psalm 15 and 2. Psalm 15 and 2 says, He who walks upright and works righteousness and speaks the truth in his heart. He who walks upright and works righteousness and speaks the truth in his heart. Hold on. Wait a minute. The individual who walks. Walks is a verb. I have to be walking upright. I have to be doing, living this thing out every day of my life. And speaking the truth in my heart. And working righteousness. Those are three verbs. Walk. Work and speak. So as a righteous Christian walking in righteousness according to the biblical standard of righteousness, I have to walk upright. What does upright mean? Does it mean I'm walking upright because I said I was walking upright? Or am I walking upright because the word of God tells me or defines what upright means? We're going to talk about this in this psalm. Psalm 15, verse 2. Speaking the truth in his heart. Speaking the truth about Christ. Speaking the truth in general. Speaking so that people might know. That people might know. And so here's a list of things they tell us what that looks like: not backbiting, no evil against his neighbor. No reproach against his friend, in whose eyes a vile person is despised, honors those who fear the Lord. He who serves to his own hurt and does not change, does not put out his money at at usury excessive interest on loans. So it's saying, what does... Righteousness look like in this sense in Psalm 15 and 2. Not backbiting. We're all guilty of that. We have to repent for backbiting, talking about people behind their backs, saying you care about them but saying things about them and um, making them look bad, speaking badly about them. Instead of we have to start going to that individual, speaking to that individual, loving on that individual. If there's something or concern we have, we have to go to that person. And, and we're again, we're all guilty of that. And we must repent and walk uprightly. Why? Because, again, it is imperative. We are in a critical time in history. We have to, the world has to see the righteousness of God. The next one, no evil against his neighbor. Most of us, we don't commit evil against our neighbor. But do we help our neighbor? Do we talk about our neighbor? All of those things we have to think about and consider. No reproach against his friend in whose eyes a vile person is despised. In whose eyes a vile person is despised. One who goes and does evil intentionally That should give us a righteous indignation. We shouldn't feel excited or or congratulatory toward that individual. Honor those who fear the Lord. Are we honoring the ones who fear the Lord? Or are we honoring those who have turned the Lord's house into a business? We have to honor those who fear the Lord, the ones who teach us to be righteous, to walk out a righteous lifestyle. Amen. Another one is it talks about um, not putting your money at use for your excessive interest on loans, and so doing that to other people, or um, we know that there's some businesses and there's business practices that are Um, not walking righteously or um, that's not pleasing to God because they do have excessive interest on loans that they give to individuals. And so we must remember what God's word says about it. Last one before we close out. Psalm 24 and 4 says, He who has clean hands and a pure heart, has not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully. So another way that we know that what righteousness looks like, it says it in Psalm 24 and 4, it says the individual, he, or the individual who has clean hands, that means that I haven't done um, evil deeds, or I'm, I'm speaking what God has said, and, and people aren't dying by me not speaking the truth of Christ to them for their soul to be saved. Amen. And a pure heart. Is my heart pure toward God? Is my heart pure toward individuals? Do I hate people without a cause? Do I hate people? And, and that's not God's word. God has not commanded that we hate each other or hate individuals. He asks us to forgive that we might be forgiven. Amen. And it also says here, has not lifted up his soul to an idol. Has not lifted up his soul to an idol. Now, that's deep. That's deep. Not lifted up my heart, not lifted up and, 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 or vowed to worship an idol, but lifted up my soul. Because my soul belongs to God, right? My soul is connected to the creator of it. Right, And so the Word tells us that our soul should not be lifted up to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully. So let's talk about not lifting up our soul to an idol. Those things we think is, is, is worshiping a different God or um, having another religion, and that is so. That is what it is. However, other things and people can become idols to us. And we begin to worship that and desire that more, far greater than the desire we want for God. And so um, operating in the wrong religion, uh, believing in a false god, um, believing that there's many ways to get to God, um, believing that God doesn't exist, anything, all of these different things, and that's atheism, But there are things that cause us to lift up our soul to something that we worship. Something or someone that we worship. So those are just a few things that the Bible says that we can recognize what righteousness looks like. That's just a few. There are so many scriptures on righteousness. And I admonish you today... To please, 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 please search the word of God in this time for righteousness, holiness, relationship with Christ, and all of the topics that have to do with that, those areas. Why? Because it is very critical that we come to Christ. That we come to Jesus in this hour. Not that we think we've come to Jesus, but that we come to Jesus and be delivered, be made whole, be purified, be transformed, and we relinquish our own lordship of our life to the living God in Christ Jesus our Lord. We must do that. We cannot continue to allow the enemy to deceive us into believing that we are good, that we are living rightly, and God says that we're sinning. That God says, we don't want to hear Christ say, depart from me, I never knew you. Depart from me, for I never knew you. You worker of iniquity. The word that tells us that only the pure in heart shall see God. Only those, the righteous, the ones that in Christ Jesus. Are we truly in Christ? According to righteousness, because Christ is righteousness. According to the definition of righteousness, are you walking? In righteousness. The word of God. Is not difficult to understand. The word of God. Doesn't change. Because society changes. The word of God. Doesn't change. Because society changes. The word of God. Is the same. God said I'm the same today. Yesterday. And forevermore. Accept Christ today. He is calling a fallen world, a fallen away world to Him. In this hour, we must accept the truth of Christ and walk therein. The hour comes when the trumpet will sound. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. And they who remain in Christ shall meet him in the air. We must know. We must walk according to the standard of God. And God has already said. The word declares that righteousness is according to what God is is right. Amen? Not according to my will, not according to my way, but according to God's word and God's way for my life. Before we pray out, righteousness is the condition acceptable to God. Integrity, virtue, high moral standard Goodness, purity of life, rightness, correctness of thinking, feeling, and acting. Righteousness is not perversion. Righteousness is not sinning and living my life the way I want to live it. The Word has declared that righteousness is the condition of acceptable to Elohim, the living God. The standard begins and ends with Him. Amen? Let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank You for Your Word. We thank You for Your truth. We thank You, Father God, and we pray, oh God, I pray today, Father, for each and every one of us, oh God, I pray, Father, that we would walk in the righteousness of Christ, that we would accept Christ's lordship, him dying on the cross, he said he was bruised and broken, O God, for us. And by his stripes, we're healed. By him, in him, we're made new. In him, we're made whole. In him, we're transformed and we walk according to your will not according to our own standard. Father, I pray for those that are listening. I pray for soul salvation, soul deliverance, and healing, and removing of the blinders. In the name of Jesus, I thank you. And I praise you in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all for tuning in to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influences Broadcast. Have a phenomenal week.